What is going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to episode number two of Ball Don't Lie. I'm here with Rennie, Caleb, and Logan. What's going on, guys? How we doing? Not bad. How about yourself, Seth? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Well, we're, we're sitting in, you know, you're sitting in for a big Cody Larson who's under the weather. That yeah, flu, I he's, know. He, he's putting that flu over. Feel better, Cody. Yeah, we yeah miss get, you. get better. Yep, yep. Mm. Little one hundred and one degree fever. Yeah. That's never fun. Yeah, you, te- you know, you Texas go. I'm feeling dizzy, guys. All right. Yeah. Well. And uh, I want to give a shout out to my homegirl Ada Cruz. If you're watching, good job. She just got. Um, she just got uh, doing sideline reporting on the field for the preseason of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really? Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. So I know you're on Facebook. You know, good job. You know, that's good. That's good stuff. That is that is big league, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, are you guys ready to talk a little basketball today? I yes, do, sir. I do believe that's what we're here for. Yep. 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 I know. Typically, we talk uh, usually NBA, but I just wanted to touch base real quick on some college basketball. Mm. Last night, North Carolina State upsetting Duke, number six Duke, by twenty four, wasn't it? Yeah. 22. Yeah. Twenty two. Twenty two. Eighty eight. Sixty six. Yeah. yeah. Beating the brakes off of Coach K's team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. This has been a weird college basketball season. There's been a whole lot of number ones. The top ten has been – so many teams have been in and out. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And the Big Ten is absolutely killing it in terms mm-hmm. of just overall. I think there are, what, seven teams ranked in the Big Ten? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, that's like Buckeyes coach uh, Coach Holtman said. It's probably the best conference in college basketball. Exactly. And it's. I had this conversation uh, last week about how good the Big Ten actually is. I mean, we've got eight or nine lost teams, but the RPI is kind of overlooking that because, I mean, in conference play, you know, you got a team, you got a conference as loaded as the Big Ten. They're Mm -hmm. too busy beating up on each other. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's probably the biggest headline in college Mm -hmm. basketball. Yeah. So we'll Mm -hmm. go ahead. Let's go ahead and dive right into the NBA. Of course, the big news, John Beeline, Cavs coach, Parting ways with the team, uh, J.D. Bickerstaff is going to be the new coach. Mm-hmm. They say Beeline's still going to kind of be incorporated with the organization. Yeah. Um, yes, what, are you guys, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I'll kick it off here. I, you know, I honestly, I know they had some skirmishes here. They had some uh, kerfluffles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's too soon to, to pull it. you got to give a guy a year or two, mm-hmm. in my opinion to really see if he can implement his style, his offense. Seth, in another sport, we're Bengals fans. You and I both, fellow Bengals fans. Fortunately. You know, I know. <laughs> Blessing some days, curse most others. Yep. But you can't get rid of Zach Taylor after his first year, even though it was a horrible first year. you gotta give, you got to give the things time. you got to give, give coaches time to change the culture, especially in pro sports, because these are grown men. Mm-hmm. It's it's it is doggone hard to change that culture in my opinion. Yeah. So I don't like mm-hmm. it from that. I don't like it from that perspective. I understand why it happened. They've had like I said, they've had some internal issues. Uh, being reassigned is an odd because technically John Beeline is not being fired if you're being reassigned. Right. You're being demoted. Yeah. Um, I find that to be very very odd. I've never. I can't think if it's happened. I can't count it on more than one hand. Mm-hmm. And I know that's because he signed a big contract and he wants to get his money mm-hmm. and the Cavs don't want to pay him for just sitting at home. But I personally, and I know this can be a hot take, but I, I do, I believe it's way, way too soon to uh, to pull the trigger on him, even though that might be the obvious choice. 
but I feel like you got to give it a year or two and let him get his guys, his system. Like it takes forever to change a culture, which is what you have to do in post LeBron era Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Now twice uh, again, I just especially think especially with it being a professional team. I just think I just think I just think it's too soon. I'm not saying he was the right guy for the job. Some of his comments made me think he wasn't. But I don't think you know that for sure because I don't think you gave it enough time. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so unless that wasn't the plan to begin with. I mean, of course, everything is dressed up for the media too. Certainly. You know, so, I mean, there could have been something that was talked about behind closed doors before he even signed his contract. And, and I mean, because you're right, and it is an odd thing for them to fire him midseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we've I don't think in NBA we've ever seen that. Uh, again, I mean, again, unless it's, you know, maybe a maybe a. It's really rare for the mid first season. I think it's the third time it's happened in NBA history, mm. if I'm not mistaken. I, I am I right? So. On, I think I, I think the other two. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I am curious about that. To be frank, I can't recall the names, but that tells you that they didn't come back from it. Yep. Right? No. You know, no. I just I do. I just believe that. In my opinion, a little bit too soon of pulling that trigger. Maybe I'm maybe I'm way wrong. Maybe maybe it was time for him to go. Now I know there's been some rumors that that uh, who's who's stepping up for him. Give me the name one more time. Who's who's JD Yeah, I know there's been some I I know there's been some rumors that he uh, was always kind of the succession plan that maybe Beeline wouldn't fulfill his full contract anyway. But this is way way sooner than anyone thought. So so yeah. you're you're right you're right, Randy, in the idea that you don't know what was talked about. But I got to tell you. I don't think Beeline leaves his cushy. You know, he was he was doing all right in Ann Arbor. I know in this mm-hmm. state we don't like to say that. Yeah. But he was doing okay in Ann Arbor, having a good run, had a had a had a lot. Couple of national good, championship appearances. Pretty yeah. do- some some pretty doggone good mm-hmm. success for a, for a for a Big Ten basketball school. Mm-hmm. So for him to leave that cushy job, I just feel like he was probably. They probably finessed each other. They probably sold each other. They're going, I can be the guy to change the culture. And they're like, we'll give you a ton of time, and we'll make sure you can. And so yeah. I think I think both probably full car salesmen each other gave each other the old Billy Mays OxyClean treatment. <laughs> and and it, ju- it just didn't pan out. But, again, the odd part is, is they're not done. They haven't completely broken up. Right. right. Uh, they still have each other's numbers and going to slide some DMs every now and again because he's staying in the organization. Right. Personally, I believe Beeline was not – when I when I read the headline over the summer that they were going to hire B, John Beeline as a new coach, I had a what the heck type of moment. I as you were going off earlier, he had this nice cushion job. He was a well respected college coach at the University of Michigan. Mm. He's led he's led the Wolverines to some national championship games, and he's sixty six. He was well, he's sixty seven now. He was sixty six at the time when he took the job, and I just think. No, I don't know his state of mind of what he was thinking when he was offered the job or whatnot, but I just think I don't I don't think he should have I don't think he should have ever taken the job. I think he should have stayed at Michigan and just retired his way out of the likes of Tom Izzo, Coach K, Roy Williams and just all those all those great coaches. He I viewed him as one of them and I just don't think he was the right guy for the job. And I also in a sense, kind of agree that, yes, not even a full season. It's like, yeah, that's that's not much time at all. They didn't give him much of a chance to really do his thing. But based off what we've heard in the media, if everything that we've heard in the media is true, just some of the comments that have been supposedly made and just some of the team locker room and team chemistry problems, mm-hmm. 
those are things you just cannot ignore. And in this day and age in sports, you cannot ignore that stuff. And if that's all true, plus we don't know what else happened behind closed doors. All we mm-hmm. know is what's been released in the public. We don't know what other stuff happened behind closed doors. So I believe it was the right decision if everything we've heard is true. And, and I think you made a good point also about how they may have had this as a plan. Actually, mm-hmm. no, that was you, Rennie. I'm sorry. How they may have had this as a plan, the fact that they're keeping him in the organization yep. as if, okay, we'll hire you as the head coach, but if things don't work out, we'll still keep you. We'll just we'll just put you at different positions. So right, because he he still has good synergy mm-hmm. with the front office mm-hmm. and everybody in the Cavs organization. It's just a matter of. Okay, so this is one of those things where we continuously say college coaches do not bode well at the next level. Mm -hmm. I mean, because there's a lot more that goes into it. The mentality changes. uh, The culture changes. College and NBA are two completely different. different. It's the same game, just different organizations. And, I mean, he went from, you know, dealing with basically boys. I mean, for – all intents and purposes. I mean, I don't, you know, mean that in some sort of negative way. Um, to coaching grown men. Now, these men have families. They have all kinds of other stuff that you have to be able to deal with and you should be able to deal with consistently. Um, and because of that, you know, the mentality changes. And if you have not dealt with it before, you're going to have to go through your growing pains. Unfortunately, he never really got the chance to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I, it, which is why I think, you know, there's, uh, there's more to this story than what's actually being told. Definitely. And I mean, it, to keep them, to keep everybody, especially with the troubles that they have with Cleveland sports, mm-hmm. you know, um, we just heard today, someone on the Browns, I can't think of who it is. Just Ray got, Robinson. yeah, he just got busted for all that marijuana. It's, so, it was only 157 pounds. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean only. It, it's 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 not enough to run a dope factory. Yeah, you know? he's right. trying to do Cheech and Chong proud over here. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I got a question for all three of you because you all are you all are the regulars on Baldwin Live. So I got a, I got a question for all three of you. I'm yeah. I'm the guest here. Okay. D, it, I got two questions. Okay. Number one is this the end of John Beeline as a coach anywhere, whether that be NBA or college? Number mm. two, do you think the Cavs go outside of the organization for the permanent? coaching position because obviously this is an interim deal they're they're now going with or do the Cavs settle what they have so answer those two questions for me the three of you please no and yes uh no this is not the end of John's B, John Beeline's coaching career should he decide to step away from the Cavs organization and coach somewhere else I think he would be welcome with open arms especially in the college game he has too good of a resume and mm-hmm. is too good of too good of a persona to you know to pass up yes they should go outside because it's um you know i learned a a valuable lesson in the army of why they when you talk about um you know senior leadership you would get someone from outside of the unit because what that does is that cuts down on favor favoritism how about how about you caleb yeah i i agree with rennie 100 percent i i believe that I believe that after a while, Beeline, he's been a coach for so a coach for so long. No matter what role the Cavs give him, I think he will miss it. And mm-hmm. I think 
maybe not this year, but some point he will opt out of his contract with the Cavs. And <coughs> you're right, and you're absolutely right. He has a good enough resume. Someone mm-hmm. will pick him up and welcome him, and he will be coaching again, I think, in the next few years. And, yes, the Cavs need to go outside their mm-hmm. organization. After Ty- after they fired Tyron Lue at the beginning of the 18-19 season, they had Larry Drew become an interim coach. And, you know, that didn't work out too well. And then, you know, a year later they hired Beeline, and, again, now they're going to do another interim coach. Mm-hmm. I think they really need to, during this offseason, look – Coaching should be one of their main focuses mm-hmm. is finding a coach that really will stick around for a while, that knows what he's doing, that's got NBA experience, and just is ready to lead this young group of guys who I think can be very, who are very coachable when it's the right type of coach. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a point that was just made um, from Mr. James Fitzgerald. says he lost the team when he called them thugs. I believe that. I agree. I, I agree with that. Did he really call and, thugs? Yes, he, he called. Thugs? But but here's the thing. I you know, and my my whole now. take on this is, okay, so if they're acting like thugs, which they were, a couple of them were arrested for thuggish stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, you kind of have it coming. You know what I mean? But you can't just you can't just say things like that to this team no. because you got you forget. Um. They're they're under uh, what the average age is under twenty four. Yeah, I think they're, they're so. Team. You you got to be careful of how this language is perceived. This yeah, is, absolutely. This is definitely that was definitely the turning point. I believe had he not called, that was why they felt the need to get rid of him out of that position so quickly. Well, they didn't want the PR disaster. Exactly because in this that day, was that was the whole yeah, that was that that was this, just a cover up. Yeah, in this day in this day of age, it's like if you you can't say stuff like that. You just can't, and but I don't. Uh, but there again, I don't really was. blame them because I, I I perceive it to be well. If this is how they were acting, then you know you kind of you kind of had to. I mean, well, what can you do? But it's something you say behind closed doors to them, not to the media. Well, he I I believe he would have. I mean, I, I can't possibly think that I can't believe that this story was not leaked from inside that locker room. But but allow, but allow me to play beeline advocate, uh, devil's advocate for lack of a better term. Um, All right. You know, you, obviously that language is, is in that, that sort of terminology, that's, that's not okay. But since he wasn't fired like the day of or the week of that incident, would he as a, would he as a coach, would he, would he go, all right, we're, and players, would they all go, all right, we're just going to chalk that up to growing pains and move on? Like, if that's what did him in, which I wholeheartedly agree, matter of fact, the man that usually is on this show, the, the proverbial point guard of this show, Cody Larson, said that the beeline, the thugs incident, is what lost him the team. And then he also says that uh, J.B. Bickerstaff, how do you say that? Bickerstaff. Bickerstaff is the head coach. There's no interim or acting title. He is their guy. Uh, which, again, I think that's bad on the cast part. Open mm-hmm. up your search. Open up your search. You need a whole culture shock. And, frankly... J.B. Bickerstaff, for yeah. one, is not going to no, give it to him he because he doesn't, he doesn't come from, let's just he say, was, good, was, good coaching yes, genes. He was fired from the Grizzlies last year because he couldn't mm-hmm. get them to the playoffs. He was picked up by the Cavs and assisted. He's not a better coach than Beeline by any means. Yes, he has NBA experience, but he's not better. 
The only thing that could improve, I think, is the chemistry part. Let me let me give you a name that I think the Cavs should consider that most people in basketball won't consider these days, believe it or not. Uh, I think they should consider Rick Pitino. <laughs> Back up the Brinks truck to him and, and give it a shot. No, let's not do that. Let's not remember. Let's not forget about that debacle in Boston. Well, yeah, but that it's a different situation. Again, I don't think I think the Cavs ownership in some ways are making the same mistakes as the Browns ownership did. You have to you have to ride with a guy. You don't just break up in a relationship after one bad incident. Yeah. And, and so yeah, I understand that I, I, all the time. I I, <laughs> I understand that Beeline and the Thugs comment is not I mean that's not cool, it's not okay. No. But if you wasn't fired the day of, the week of, wouldn't you think wouldn't you think mentally everybody goes, "All right, we're just going to chalk it up to growing pains and move on." But, I, in a sense, agree but, with... But instead, it haunted him like a shadow, kind of like a yes, the, like the bat call, exactly. you know, just, all right, send in the signal. Yes, Eddie, yes, maybe that, that wasn't the... Maybe at the time they weren't thinking, oh, my God, he called us those, we got to fire him now. But at the same time, the players may have forgiven him for saying that, but they don't forget it. And anytime something happens in the future, they'll be like, they'll remember that. And I think that is, in a sense, what happened... And he was having problems. There were problems with the team and him before that thug comment. I think that just really, that really well, took well, a toll on. Well, I think it was a more of a matter of they wanted to see how much the team responded by victories. Yeah, I mean that's what I was gonna say because you just touched base on it. Is they say like that's when the team lost him is when the thug comments came about. <laughs> Three or four weeks before that, they were already saying that they weren't a fan of of him Beeline. as, as no. coach. Yeah. yeah. So, but then, it, but then again, you got to remember when they bring when there's a coach. Let's look at um, off the subject. Matt Patricia, mm-hmm. Detroit Lions. The players are not a big fan of him because he's more about discipline, mm-hmm. you know, and playing you know football the right way. Unfortunately, you can't you you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force him to drink either. Right, right. So he you know these coaches seem to have forgotten that well. The, these are these are grown men, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want to do. So you either, if they don't fit into your scheme of things, you trade them or, you know, or whatever. But you can't just – things like this cannot happen. Right. My guy Bunk City says he Beeline's a horrible coach and that the Cavs need Jason Kidd. Yeah, that's a good name. So Now, a final question for me on this topic. How do you think this affects Kevin Love's future in Cleveland, if if at all? I don't think it does. Uh-uh. Beeline, he he and Beeline haven't had any time to develop a really close bond, or or they haven't developed a close bond. I'm shocked that he's even still there. Love, I don't think Love is going anywhere anytime soon. Maybe over the off season if the Cavs really want to rebuild. But if Kevin Love goes. So does Tristan Thompson. They're yep. going together. Okay, but they just got uh, they just got Andre Drummond, well, who's who knows? probably better than both of them. Well, who knows if Drummond will stick around? He'll be a free agent over the summer. We'll see what happens then. I'm just saying, if Kevin Love does go, I think Tristan Thompson goes with him. How about how about you, Seth? Uh, any any thoughts on how this might affect Kevin Love's future uh, as a Cavalier? I mean, I don't know. Ever mm-hmm. since. LeBron left. He's just been one of those people, I think, that he hasn't really done anything to show where he's like, all right, I want this to be my team. He hasn't done anything to show, to me personally, he hasn't like really shown that kind of leadership. I think he's over it. Yeah. 
I think, I, you know, when, but I mean, when you have multiple losing seasons and you're yeah. rebuilding, it's it's hard to be in the right mental state. So he, he's in the same stance that he was five years ago in Minnesota. Yeah. So it's it's not well, new. I bet for they him. wish they had him. But I mean, for the Cavs, if they could, yeah. I mean, they went out, they got Andre Drummond. You mm-hmm. say, yeah, he's going to be a free agent. So if they went out to get him, I feel like that they're going to try and do something this offseason to keep them, trade Kevin Love, get get some draft picks out of him. Interesting, Thompson. Yeah. Because I think yes. he's at the he's at the end of that uh, eighty-eight million dollar contract too, isn't he? Is he a free agent this summer? I, I want to say he is this year or next year. If he's I a free if he's a free agent this summer, I don't think I think the Cavs will go for Drummond and. They won't go for Thompson like No, why would they? I mean, because he was overpaid to begin with. Oh, easily. Yep. I think that, yep. So, okay. This will be an interesting offseason for Mm -hmm. the Cavaliers basketball team. Absolutely. It could be a a definer of their next four to five years. It really could be. And let's not forget, too, this whole coaching thing. They got to, you know, yeah, the team is important as well. But if they can get a guy who's well-respected and knows – the, you you know, team, I'm going to throw one more name out here. It's going to be interesting. Uh, one more name, one more coaching name. It. Mark Jackson. Uh, I was thinking that earlier. I was Mark, thinking that. Mark, Mark Jackson. Who's that man? Mama. Mark Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is a basketball guy. I was ex- At the I was, NBA level, I think he will be a great fit for yeah. the Cleveland organization. And I think that with, the, with what's go, been going on the last five years, I think he would take the job. I think he misses coaching, and I I bet he would take the job if mm. if he was offered it. Yeah. So yes, I was I was thinking Mark Jackson earlier because say what you will, I don't think the Warriors would be who they were the last five years without him. Yes, Steve mm. Kerr. Once Mark Jackson got them rolling, Steve Kerr took over and kept it going. But Mark I, Jackson, he he put that team together. I made I a comment about that too yeah, before he, I, where I said you know um, let's not forget. Who built that team in Golden State? Yes, he he built that team together. And, and he gets Steve no Kerr. credit for it. Mm-hmm. Still, so yeah, Mark Mar Jackson definitely laid the groundwork. He set the foundation for what was what was and what is the Golden State dynasty. Now he changed that culture, which was at that time the same as Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Warriors. I mean, it, the exact same. I don't I don't think there was any difference. The Warriors were never a good team until the last like ten years. <laughs> Well, actually, well, they, they had a, they had a couple of good plays when they had yeah. uh, Latrell Sprewell, Chris right. Chris Mullen, and uh, I miss Baron uh, Chris Davis. Weber. I miss Baron Davis. <sighs> oh, that beard! Uh-huh. It, was, it was perfect looking. It was but, and yes. trimmed up just right. <laughs> but yes, Mark Jackson in his last season, the Warriors were I believe they made it to the second round that year. No, they made it to the, they made it to the uh, conference finals. I know they lost. lost to the Spurs, who were of the eventual champions that year, and then the next year they got Steve Curry. And, well, they Scott fired Rowland. they fired him because they said um, yeah. he didn't have enough synergy with the front office. Yeah. But hold on, if 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 I'm not mistaken, shouldn't you, uh, as a front office person, stay out of the locker room? That's that's my that, opinion. Yeah. That's what I always thought. Uh, yeah. let, the, think, let the players and coach police the locker room. Stay, yeah. right. stay out of it if you're. I don't know they're if the, we need to go into detail as to why Mark Jackson was fired. I think we all have our our theories on mm-hmm. it and. There's, I think there's a reason he hasn't been a coach the last five years, even though he is a good coach. Well, but probably because he just don't want to be. I mean, he's making as much money in the booth. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I uh, If Mark Jackson comes back to coach, that will be an interesting mm-hmm. year for the Cavs. Mm. With, with that, uh, with that, 
we ought to take our first break here. No, it's just you, Logan. Uh, yeah. you, are you a mind reader? Uh, well, you know what? Again, it's not. Yeah, what well, is Logan? Not, not not insanity. It's Loganity over here. Hey, there is that. But with that, we should absolutely take our first break. What are we going to talk about when we come back? Though we got to tease him a little bit. We're going to go from coaches to players and talk about Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're keeping that Cleveland connection, Kyrie. Kyrie, 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 Kyrie Irving, y'all. Man of man of the week in terms yep. of the NBA. Yep. Got some stuff to talk about going with yep. him. So this is score. We're on air, the new generation of sports talk, and we will be right back. Oh. Oh, Yo, you're doing fabulous, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome back. Uh, the ball don't lie here on Score on all. Air, the new generation don't of sports lie. talk. We just got done having a great conversation about the Cavs and John Beeline. So now we're going to go from coaches to players. Hmm. Kyrie Irving just elected to the National Basketball Players Association Committee as vice president, replacing Pau Gasol. And he also re-aggravates a shoulder that caused him to miss 26 games already, and he's out indefinitely. So what are you guys' thoughts on this, takeaways from Irving's first year in Brooklyn? I am not surprised at all by Kyrie's first year in Brooklyn. Kyrie has, even back when he was in Cleveland with LeBron, has never been, durability has never been his strong suit. He has never played more than 75 games Mm -hmm. in a season. Obviously, his first year in Boston, he got injured in March and missed the rest of the regular season and the playoffs. You know, had some injury problems last year, and this year it's just no different. He's, He's just... One of those guys who, when he comes to play, he plays, but his durability isn't the likes of LeBron James or Damian Lillard. So I'm not surprised at all by this amount of injuries that he has. Uh, Is it time for Kyrie to step away from the game? Mm. I I don't see this boding well going in the future. You know, and then for New Jersey or New Jersey, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. For Brooklyn, uh, they have a banged up KD already. Right. You know that for whatever reason they signed him to an astronomical amount of money. You know, and he's hurt. On top of that, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean it's that's not one of those injuries that's easy to come back from. Yeah. So I guess we'll see how he responds from that. But yeah, then year. you have then you have Kyrie Irving, who's now hurt for the remainder of the season. Right. You gave him a bunch of money. And now your chances of even being in the East has just went slim to none. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do and how the how the rest of the team responds moving forward. Um, I guess the the only thing they can they, they could do to silence some of the critics is just win. Mm-hmm. Because now, you know, both of your stars are out. They have good role players, though. It's not like Kyrie and KD are their entire team. They have good players. Karis LeVert, mm-hmm. Spencer DeWitty, and Jared mm-hmm. Allen. Those guys are good players. Mm-hmm. And I um, I look forward, hopefully, to seeing them step up in the absence of Kyrie Irving. But are they good enough for a playoff run? That's that's the that's the question. Playoff? You know, in the East is not impossible no. at all. But you got you got your two out. Make, make the playoffs absolutely. Playoff run 
Yeah, you're going to need the likes of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to make a playoff run mm-hmm. on, on that team. I mean, they're sitting seventh right now in the East, so they're right there at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So without Kyrie, can they continue to stay right there, or do you guys think they'll drop out? Depends on what their schedule looks like. Yeah. Because they still that's, got that's another. Gonna have to, that's going to play a big part in what, what happens if they move on to the postseason or not. Yeah, because they still got another 30 games left of the right. season. Right, yep. Now, my question is, have they made clear that Kyrie's going to be out the rest of the year? I believe so. Nah. I Kyrie Irving's shoulder injury that caused him to miss 26 games already, and he is out indefinitely. Out indefinitely to me means, uh, means he could be back. And definitely yeah. de- doesn't rule it out. But with KD being out, I mean, if they're going to drop out of – the playoff race, then I could see him not playing yeah. for the rest of the season. He, here, here's my here's my thought. Here's my thought. If they have somehow hand for the playoff race, don't be surprised to see him back in there by the first series of playoffs. If they somehow pull yes. that off, mm-hmm. because Kyrie's going to want to show up in the big games. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't, Kyrie goes. Boy, that suit and tie on the bench look good. That suit and tie on the bench look good. Uh, look, yeah. I think I think agree the, with you one hundred percent. Look, look, <laughs> look. I think I think personally. Um, that the Kyrie and KD experiment in Brooklyn will work overall. I just don't think it's going to work this year because no. you already had you already had KD, uh, you know, DUN done for the year, mm-hmm. and then now Kyrie's been banged up and and I don't want to say mentally checked out, but certainly going through some things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say checked out. I don't know the man's mindset, but there's certainly going through some things there. When you go through a lot of injuries in a, such a short term, that's exactly what happens. It, your it, your it mental state is. is. It's a well, I mean, you're you're it's reminiscent as far as the grind goes. Let's let's not forget, you know, we the late great Kobe Bryant at the end of his career thought about hanging it up before he did because he just had so many injuries in succession and was beat down and was like but decided I'm not going to go out that way because of course Mamba's tough. But right. I'm saying even he had his moments of going uh, man, do I keep doing this because I keep getting hurt. I keep getting nicked up. I keep getting beat down. So, for he me... Hit, he hitting the wall. That's yeah. all. Mm-hmm. And, I right. mean, that that happens e- even in even in this profession. You hit the wall. Yeah. I mean, now, it's, it's up to you at this point on how you respond to it and what are you going to do. Well, um, it, I think Calvin Johnson, the off-top... Uh, uh, Megatron. Uh, Megatron. Said it one time when he got uh, awarded the cover of uh, Madden. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, like 2012 or 13, and they said, "Well, what about the Madden curse?" His response was, "Well, if you do what you're supposed to do in the off season, you won't have that problem." So that season, he broke Jerry Rice's record, 1,947 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. So. This is a case where, hey, if you take care of yourself in the off season properly, you won't have this issue. Right. No. And that's and you know a lot of these injuries could lead up to that. Not taking care of yourself as far as your diet, your exercise, and everything else, and getting ready for the eighty-two game grind. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I mean, you look at Shaq at the end of his career; he could barely get up and down the court just because he didn't take physically take good care of himself, and he was. I feel like when once. you're that big, though, that's tough. Right, but yeah, but not only that, but not like, only yeah. that, but not only about that, but I mean, he knew he was on that uh, on the edge of retiring. I mean, why would he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you he, know, he was just brought in basically just to sell tickets. It wasn't, it, yeah. especially those Boston days. Yeah, he, I'd say even by the by the point he got to Cleveland, uh, he was uh, pretty much a ticket well, seller. 
Mm-hmm. Even though he, I remember him stating his one goal was to bring LeBron a championship because at that mm-hmm. point LeBron was getting desperate to yeah. get a championship because mm-hmm. of all those unsuccessful years in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you in the sense that, yeah, but see Shaq retire in a Celtics jersey is a bit ironic. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, it's a little it, weird. It, it, was, it was odd. It was, it, it was weird uh, seeing him become the big Irishman. It, yeah. was, it was odd. But, look. Is that what they called him? The, the big Irish. That's what. I, I, just, I, just, oh. I, I, oh, okay. I just. 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 Yeah. All right. Yeah. The big leprechaun. Uh, like, <laughs> wrong with that? I, just, I was just wondering. He's got so many nicknames. Yeah. There yeah. that one. But yeah, these days he's the big AARP or Mr. TNT. But nonetheless, I look. Or Shaq and a fool. No, absolutely, absolutely. But look, Kyrie. Again, not going to work this year, but I, I don't think it's time for him to check out the game. I think mm-hmm. Kyrie's got productive years left. Yeah. Plus, if he if he quits now, we got to hear Tanner talk so much about Kimba, it's going to get yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. God. Kyrie so is uh, here. She's overrated. Yeah, Kimba Ky- is anyway. Yeah, Kyrie's 27 years old. He's mm-hmm. in the pro- he's in his prime right now, and I don't see him. I don't see him quitting, walking away from the game anytime soon. I think deep down he loves the game of basketball, and I don't see it that happening. My question is, will Kyrie have a mental change next year when Durant is available? One hundred percent, yes. It's gonna it's gonna reinvigorate him in a similar fashion to the way AD has reinvigorated LeBron James. It's, it's just gonna, gonna take, make you up your game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that and but it's also gonna take a little bit of stress off of him. Yeah, you know, having yeah. another talent like KD on the court with you at the same time, you don't have to do everything yourself. No. Which, you know, in his case, you know, he, Kyrie gets injured again. Is it because he's got a big workload on him because he's doing so much? Well, here here's the here's a solution. They could take the Derrick Rose approach. That's what he I was take just thinking. Jordan's approach. Mm-hmm. Kobe's approach. Mm-hmm. When, you know, they got about his age, they stopped going to the basket you know, as much, you know, drawing all the contact, start developing an outside game as far as, like, shooting off the dribble, uh, pull-up jumpers, Kyrie can you know, having having moves around the perimeter. Kyrie's a good shooter. He's He's got that yeah. already. He can, he's great, he's great he can thrive off that mm-hmm. if he wants to. I mean, he had the biggest shot in, in of NBA history, at least in recent mm-hmm. memory. At least in recent memory. Ray Allen. For the Cavs. Uh, yeah, Cavs. For the Cavs, By yes. far, biggest shot in Cavaliers history, yeah. for well, sure. Yeah, that, but that wasn't even hard to top, uh, uh, considering our, who we're talking about. Our, our main man, Cody Larson, said he had surgery today, and the expectation is that he's going to be out for the rest of the year. Okay. Expectation. Now, that's an interesting word. Mm. Again, maybe I'm just reaching, but maybe I'm stretching like a pair of sweatpants. <laughs> but I truly believe... That if you're somehow in the playoffs come that first round, don't be surprised that you hear Kyrie's all of a sudden, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. Yep. I'm going to give it a, It just wouldn't surprise me because – then, of course, you run the risk of re-injury. Yes, yep. and – Which but, he's been prone to recently. But you do that in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, too, he – I forget what his injury was two years ago when he was on the Celtics and missed the entire playoffs, but he did not think to come back in that third round against the Cavs and – even if he was only at 50 or 60%, he could have made a difference in that game seven, I think. Hmm. Or in that series to prevent it from going to seven games because once you hit game quarter four of game seven, no one's going to stop LeBron. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that's the reason you think not having Kyrie on that Cavs team is the reason why the Cavs didn't repeat? 
That I, year? I think so. Mm, so, you mean repeat as in? Re- repeat uh, NBA champions. He was there the year after they won, and the Warriors got KD. The oh, first yeah, year KD right. was there, LeBron and Kyrie were both there. They won in five games. Kyrie left, and then the Warriors swept the Cavs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't that so that has nothing to do with it. But hmm. I honestly, I honestly just think it was who in the hell is going to beat that stacked Golden State team? There, it was, it was play, it was like playing the game with a cheat code. Yeah, Celtics, yeah. Celtics weren't beating the war. If the Celtics made the finals, they would not have beaten the Warriors. They no. may have they may have won a game or two, but they they aren't beating the Warriors. No one was beating the team that year in crunch you know, time finals. You know who did though? The Cavs, baby. Without KD. Yep. I don't care. Cavs still won. I was just happy to get out of the fifty year drought. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's champion championship is a championship, yeah. folks. Yeah. No matter how you spell it. Yep. So I guess that's what the Astros are saying right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's uh, I don't even. Want get into that yeah that's a whole um, nother so thing. that's moving on from one injured player to another before we do just want to remind everyone that you are listening to the score on air the new generation of sports talk from Kyrie to kat mm-hmm. carl anthony towns also sidelined <laughs> indefinitely as he continues to recover from a left wrist injury now the timberwolves are sitting in 14th out of 15th place they never had. Oh, that'd be in fifteenth place. I yeah, imagine they, after two. Well, months. I don't know. The Warriors, I think, are about five games behind the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves will probably stay in fourteenth place, but most likely. But you know, the Timberwolves, it's just it's like kicking a man while he's already down. Like yeah. you know, they just you know, Cat. He's he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Very talented. And, Is it time to move him? And, That's the question. Mm, well, That's, they just—they did just bring in D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Yes, they did. So, but D'Angelo Russell is a player that you can actually build around. Perhaps. I but, mean, you know, it, it just—it's been unfortunate for him that he hasn't been in te- on teams. Yeah. That needed to build around him. Man, that's that's what I was gonna say. He is a great enough yeah. player where you can build around him, but he's been he's played for what already four different teams. Yeah. yeah. Mentally, teams. mentally though, say that the owner Timberwolves ownership trades decides to trade Cat over the summer. They should. Does does D'Angelo, you know, being friends with Cat, how will he take that? Will he be upset and maybe just you know mentally not want to? be for the Timberwolves anymore because they traded Cat. What well, could that happen, do you think? Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I see I see it happening later on. And where uh, yeah, I see it happening because I mean, what have they gotten for him? What 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 have they gotten out of him Ooh, since yes, since he's been in Minnesota? I mean, they've gotten a they've gotten a star player who's a fan favorite, but you know, the only time he's gotten them to the playoffs was when he had Jimmy Butler on his side. Well, and I think I think too he's kind of been a locker room distraction. From some reports, they say they yeah. really don't like playing with him. Hmm. But, it, but it's, it, it's hard to make it to the playoffs when you're the only stud on that team. It's, really, it, as far Kawhi as Leonard did it. Well, he had a but he had a better set of role players than I think the Timberwolves. Did. More experience, maybe. Yes, I can definitely. see that. Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, and Kyle, Kyle Lowry, Lowry during the regular season are are great players. But he's had he'd had Andrew Wiggins with him. Andrew Wiggins hasn't proved himself the way that those guys had yet. That's what I'm saying. He was you know number one pick and 
didn't want to come to Cleveland and like that personally hurt me just kind of how he like threw that out there like that but it was kind of weird because after oh, I see after I seen him say that then he hasn't really done anything to prove himself like but Caleb said at the end of, at the end of the day really for Minnesota it's kind of second verse same as the first because you know we talked about his name earlier Kevin Love was mm-hmm. in Minnesota and he was the lone wolf he exactly. the lone timber wolf the big fish in that proverbial small pond up there mm-hmm. and it's the same thing it's it, that franchise, because they seem only committed to getting one respectable, not Kevin not, Kevin not, Garnett as well. Yeah, yeah. Not, not knocking. Well, Kevin Kevin McHale traded Kevin uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett because There's he said he never win he never win an NBA championship in Minnesota. Sorry, Logan, I didn't mean to. No, you're you're, you. you're good. I again, I just it's it is for Minnesota. It's the second verse, same as the first. You already were. Pretty much a proverbial dumpster fire, and now, now the cat, now the cat's gone. It's, it's only gonna get worse. Pour some gasoline on that sucker and watch it burn. <laughs> this year is a is a wrap. Is I mean, oh, yeah. it, it so, already was. It so, so, but, so, so the dumpster now, juice is on fire. Yeah, but but yeah, but but <laughs> now it was already a wrap. But at least you had cats to try to sell some tickets and hey, son, yeah, let's go watch the game and you know see what we can you know because you always yeah. have that. As a fan of the Bengals or the Reds or any kind of small market, yeah. you always have that one guy to kind of cling to. Now you don't have that. Yeah. In a small market, and it's mind you. And, it, yeah. and it's going to look like a ghost town, and you're going to have to pay people to come on in that place. Yeah. Carl, uh, holding on like a hubcap in the fast lane. Carl Anthony <laughs> Towns. May, I believe that. I believe that in a year or two, even though he stated he would not do this, Carl Anthony Towns. I think he might eventually, like Kevin Love and Kevin Garnett did, just realize he's not gonna win in Minnesota, and he might either wait till he might wait till this contract is up, or you know, do a player option or request a trade. But at some point, I think he will just say, "I I want to win, and I'm not gonna win here." Heck, we know that now. Yeah, I mean that's not. That the writing's on the wall for that. Well, we all know that, but does he know that yet? Has he accepted it that he's not probably? I don't want to say guaranteed because you never know who the Timberwolves might pick up—a miracle. But you know, Good we're pretty sure that. we're pretty sure he's not going to win in Minnesota. But the reality we'll is, Minnesota's got that same culture problem Cleveland does. Mm-hmm. Their ownership only seems to care enough to get kind of one star, find a way to keep one star. And in today's NBA, yeah, you need at least two. I or just three. didn't going to cut it unless you, you're LeBron. Yeah, like unless you are the undisputed, especially at that point, best player on the planet. Yeah, you've got a snowball's chance in Hades. Yeah, yeah. As far as making that team a winner, sure you can win some games, even be somewhat competitive. That. Look at in a way similar, not quite as bad, but kind of like Brooklyn. Mm. You had this year, this year, obviously next year, that all the way changes. Oh, yeah. mm. But you you can't, and to me that's just laziness on the ownership part because you'd get it back ten forward if you if you just went out and you don't even need to get another star star, just somebody that's a respectable name, even that's on the backside would be fine. But that goes back to what Rennie was saying: is would other stars or key role players? Besides D'Angelo Russell, want to go to Minnesota right. to try and win with Carl they, Anthony They're Towns. not. It's it's not. You know, these aren't really attractive destinations. Well, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Obviously, especially Min- on a yeah. player standpoint. Yeah, Minneapolis. I mean, it's not. You know, I mean, it's a great city. I have family up there, but it's not like New York or Chicago. 
But like I said, right. also, it's Swear like... a big market. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, it's like, do what a player want to team up with him and really say, hey, let's let's win a championship for Minnesota. Uh, I, and I understand that, but even if, even if Minnesota went and got a bunch of role players that are respectable. Yeah. Look at the Bucks. So, something. Yeah. Something. You know, uh, go get a, you know, this, Kyle Kuzma's name has floated around forever yeah. out there. Mm. Go take a shot at something like that. You don't have, I'm not saying go get another, uh, a dynamic duo of a, a yeah. Kyrie or Kuz. a Durant. It's just some other name that basketball fans, if you have any knowledge of the game. Now, the casual fans only know yeah. Cat. Yeah. But I'm talking about if you have a knowledge of the game, there's some guys out there that can be yeah. a nice role piece and help Minnesota at least get in the playoff hunt. Justice Winslow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hassan Kuz, Whiteside. Kuzma would be a great guy as a forward because now that Wiggins is gone, the the Timberwolves don't really have key guys. at the. Yeah. They basically have no names at the three and the four, so Kuzma exactly. could come in, play the four, and – Kristaps Porzingis. No, um, stay, he'll stay with that. No. Uh, again, it's, he, I think he likes Porzingis and Luca. Again, those, it's just a matter. It's a matter of it's a matter of I can't believe that the ownership. I, I shouldn't say I can't believe it. Uh, billionaires do things all the time. It's oh, fun yeah. too. But <laughs> I don't understand why like. you why you at least won't get uh, you know role players to. This is the NBA. All you gotta do is be the AFC. Get in that conversation because yep. if you're not yep. even anywhere close to that that conversation, that in the NBA especially, that falls on you as an owner. Over half the league gets in, let alone be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. But instead, Minnesota and Cleveland out here playing with flip phones. Everybody else at least got the iPhone Seven. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a that's good a good analogy. Reference. I like that. <laughs> Everybody like else that. has at least got the iPhone Seven. Yeah. Like step up your game a little bit for your team. Yeah, I'm an Ohio guy, so I want to see Cleveland do well. But I bet Minnesota up there starving for the days of oh, Kevin Durant, man. or starving for the days of even uh, uh, even a so those early Kevin Love teams were somewhat respectable. Yeah, just they, oh, oh they've been starving. Period. Since they've been in the league. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's. Uh, they haven't they haven't had a good team since they they had a nice little run with uh when Jimmy uh, Butler was there no before oh. that oh I mean where they actually they went to the conference finals a couple oh, yeah. years in a row when they had Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett Wally Zerviak. It's like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. yeah they I, actually. I, I, I think I just said Kevin Durant. Sorry, too many Kevin's. Kevin Garnett is who I meant. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good stuff, good stuff. We'll talk about one more thing before we go to break. Uh, Rennie, your team is kind of throwing its season away. They should. Reggie Jackson they was throw bought the out. whole organization <laughs> away. Reggie Jackson was bought out by the Pistons, and he plans to sign with the Clippers. How much is this going to help him? Oh, the Clippers? Yeah. Oh, it'll hurt him. Will it? Because the thing, the thing about, first of all, Reggie Jackson shouldn't have ever been signed no $25 million. To let alone start, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was another yet horrible move on the long list of horrible moves Detroit's ever made. Yeah. Uh, and this one, well, getting rid of them, they should have been done that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of way too late now. They traded away Andre Drummond, but they're in their rebuilding stage. Yeah, and and who are they? There's another team. Who are they going to rebuild around? Please don't tell me Derrick Rose because Blake, Blake Derrick Griffin. Rose Griffin's is like still there. He's trash. He he's 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 dumpster juice. <laughs> he's the dumpster juice that starts the dumpster fire. Yep. All right then. Yeah, I mean it's just <laughs> you know he's he's just horrible. He's always been that way. I mean everybody you know it's great he can jump over a Kia. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I mean, that's about it. There's is that no... going to win you a basketball? Game? No, it's not. It's no key. It's on the basketball. <laughs> well, it'll court, win you so... games. It just won't win you a championship. Right. I don't even know if it'll win you games. It'll yeah. win. It'll because it'll win you about as many games as Cleveland and Atlanta are winning. Like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, going off of what you said in terms of Reggie Jackson, I, in a sense, the Clippers have the best overall. They've been known for their bench in the last few years. Lou Williams, arguably the greatest bench player in NBA history. Montrezl Harrell, he's a great, he's a great bench player too. And obviously Patrick Beverly at the point guard position, he's he just gets it all done on the defensive end. He's yeah. a good passer, a great rebounder for his size. And Reggie Jackson, the only thing I believe that he would have a leverage over of Patrick Beverly is scoring. And he doesn't even, you know, he's been averaging roughly 15 points a game. That's there should be a rule in the NBA. He's making 16 million a year. He should have to at least average 16 points a game to be making that kind of money. But yeah, so now off the bench, he might give you 10, 15 points a game. But other than that, now he's not. You know, he's a he's an okay passer, but nothing exceptional and non exceptional defensive player on a Clippers team that's very exceptional on defense. So. You know, here's here's I can imagine this whole conversation um in the front office for LA. Hey, Reggie Jackson's available. Uh, you know, we need like a twelfth guy. You wanna get him? Owner says. Sure. Sure, why not? Well, they Steve, might as well. So Steve. I mean there's no there's no value whatsoever for them even to get him. Well, Steve Ballmer would probably be more like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. That's Steve Ballmer. But I, I think coming off the bench, you know, he'll do he'll do fine S- starting for them. I mean, like you said, oh, like he's, he's not, he's, he's not going right. to get very many points or anything. I think they're just kind of yeah, bringing him in. more turnovers than points. I yeah. think they're just bringing him in as like what the Heat did with Iguodala is to give Give them minutes off the bench. You know, he's an experienced guy. He's a veteran. He's been in the league for a while. He's not offensively gifted or, or, the, or, or, the, or, best defensively or the best gifted defensively. But he's going to be that kind of person who just and, gets and, and some maybe, minutes. Maybe it but that's yeah. the thing. It won't even be quality minutes. Maybe, it's not, you know. But that's where I was going to go for, go with is maybe his mindset kind of changes if he's going to be in a winning culture. That's the thing. He was that, in a winning culture with Oklahoma City. I mean, I'm not gonna. He did a little better there than what he's doing with the Pistons That's, right now. Well, yeah, so we'll, that, uh, that, the, because the role that he was in was not for him. Yeah, if but, he. But the kind of the kind of money they've paid uh, Detroit has paid to Reggie Jackson makes you wonder: did you did you, did they get confused with the baseball icon? Because I'll never so. understand exactly why they yeah. said, yeah, yeah, Reggie Jackson, he can 80, make eighty yeah, million. Yeah, he can make. Yeah, he's worth eighty million dollars, pal. And you need to be drug tested. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's not too far off there. All right. Well, we've had good conversations. Those are the top headlines going around the league right now. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the All-Star Weekend that happened Mm, this past weekend. Get your guys' uh, opinions on everything that happened there. So you guys are listening to Score on Air, the new generations of sport. The new generation of sports talk. And we'll be right back. All right. And welcome back here to Ball Don't Lie on the Score on Air Network, the new generation of sports talk. 
Got done talking about some injuries, John Beeline getting fired from the Cavs. So now we're going to go and dive into some, you know, All-Star Weekend that happened this past weekend. Uh, USA, Team USA and Team World played. USA won 151-131. Uh, RJ Barrett led the Team World with 27 points. Brandon Clark, 22. And Luca and Shea Gilgis-Alexander added 16. Team USA, Eric Pascal had 23 points. Colin Sexton added 21. And Miles Bridges, who was the game MVP, had 20. Trey Young also added 18. Um, on Saturday, Bam Adebayo wins the Skills Challenge, defeating DeMontis Sabonis in the final. Nice to see the big men in the final instead of mm-hmm. just like point guards and stuff like that. Well, it's becoming a big, it's coming positionless basketball. Yeah. Yep. You see a lot of that now. Yeah. Big men shoot threes, little Dribble. guys go in the point, go in the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buddy Heald wins the three point contest, defeating Devin Booker and De- uh, Davis Bertans in the final round. It's the only thing that Devin Booker will ever be in the finals at as long as he's in Phoenix. Exactly. Derek Jones Jr. defeats Aaron Gordon and wins the dunk contest. I think we're, we're going to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, let's. So what are your thoughts on everything that kind of happened for the for Saturday night with the skills, skills day? I don't believe as though that Derek Jones, like, I don't think that he did not, not deserve to win, but at the same time, this isn't the first time Aaron Gordon's been what you would say cheated out of uh, winning the dunk contest. So if you were going to give it to anybody and, and somewhere it's that close, you know, I don't know, just because this has happened to Aaron Gordon before, but he's publicly stated since then that he does not plan on participating in the dunk contest. Instead, mm-hmm. just focus on helping the Magic or whatever team he's on grow. Well, I know he's on the Magic. Probably, I'm just saying if he probably be if he a stays good on idea. the Magic or not. Probably be a good idea. Seems like he's been there for a while now. Yeah. He, he, he I mean, I'm just saying. He's, he, him you know, and uh, Vooch. Vooch. He should have been at that mentality. Uh, Gordon got all the way, all capital letters, robbed. That yep. robbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I mean, honestly, I could have called the police. <laughs> I, I I witnessed a crime, and I didn't do it. I didn't do a damn thing about it at all. He didn't even send a tweet. Yeah, didn't even. No tweet. Nothing. I didn't no. even, I, you know, I didn't even. I stayed silent in the score chat on that one because I was just. I got. I got the dusty mouth all of a sudden. Guilty. What do you guys think of uh, oh, King boy. James's tweet about it? Where he said that there should have been two winners that night. I mean, with how long they went on with that final round, because they all had like they both had like what five extra yeah. dunks, six extra dunks like that. Like, what's what's the matter with giving it to two to two winners? Yeah, you know I what? I want because they were both putting on a great show. You know what? I want to see the dunk contest of old, where they actually had like two dunks apiece, mm-hmm. and that was it. You know, I mean, like, the format was real simple, and yeah. it was way more entertaining than what they got going on now. That's why I don't watch it. It's kind of yeah. trash. I think they're just – I think they kind of change things as the years go on, yeah. so that way it's just not monotonous, and you're seeing the same thing year after year after year. Oh, yeah, like, but like it, what the they year did. after year after year, it keeps declining. Yeah. And so we got to, yeah. you know, we got to do something. Like, yes, like the All-Star game, the final fourth quarter. Oh, we was, hadn't seen we hadn't seen a fourth quarter like that, that in an All Star game in quite some time. We yeah. haven't seen a game like that in right. quite some time, and it was fun to watch. Oh, it was because you know, I'm like all this time I say, okay, so you're an All Star for a reason. Show me why you're an All Star. Right. 
I don't want to see you sit around. Oh, let's just pass it to this guy. Let's take this jumper. Oh, there's alley oop. Oh, well, I guess we better yeah. get out the way. Yeah, there was no, one let's time. Let's not play any defense. There was one time in the second quarter where Giannis had like nine dunks all in a row. Like that's that's kind of just what it's becoming accustomed to. Yeah, everyone's dunking. Everyone's pulling up from deep. And, and then in it, the fourth quarter. But you don't get to see those things in the real game, no. in a real game. So that's why I th- they do that during that time, which I don't have a problem with because, like I said, the All-Star game, they're just out there having fun. They know it's nothing serious. They Why why, why go hard and, and, you know, risk an injury if you're making a playoff push? Because your predecessors before you did it. And yeah. that's what made them great. But the game was different before it, too. And they all retired at, like, 35 back then because of injuries over time. <laughs> yeah, but they had Hall of Fame careers. Yeah. True. The, the, the reality of it is, is, yeah, I understand it's the All-Star game. You take it easy. But if you're not going to be competitive at all, why why in the hell are we keeping score? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're still playing to win a game. You're mm-hmm. still playing a game to hopefully win. And you're on, And by the way, you're on national TV. People have spent way yeah. too much oh, on wait. tickets. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I've made my Sunday night around it. If you're not <laughs> if you're not going to make an effort for me, then let me just then go ahead and tell me wave the flag for me. And I guess what I'll do, I'll flip over to a nice movie or something. Something yeah. like I want to see. I get it. It should be more relaxed than a regular game. I understand that. But, and finally in the fourth quarter, we kind of got that balance this year. Oh, it was incredible. But we kind of got that balance this year where for the first, where for the last decade, because mm. I think overall this was the, the, the best all-star game since 01. Mm-hmm. Because the last, because the last decade of all-star games have been nothing but, oh, you want to score? Here you go. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, there's, re- and then they have the nerve to have an MVP. Yeah, like uh, you know, in those games where you just scoring it, this time they deserved an MB- MVP. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was nice to see uh, Kyle Lowry draw two charges on LeBron James in a row. Yeah, I mean that was that's defense and that's basketball. and an All Star game, right? Yeah, that, and that's awesome. defense. That's basketball. Yeah. But but and I was like, oh, okay, so we got a game. Mm-hmm. That's how I have to look at it. And and not only that, it's sad to me, and this could be a little controversial, but not only has the All-Star game eroded as far as what is competitive basketball, basketball itself in the regular season has completely eroded as far as what's competitive basketball. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, unless you're, a, unless you're a basketball fan like we all are in this room, if you're a casual fan, uh, you only you tune in for the last quarter and a half. Yeah. Because now we all, all of us sitting here, Cody sitting at home, we're watching that game from tip yeah. because we're, we're huge fans. Right. But if you're casual, what do you? My dad's a casual basketball fan because he said basketball is not how it used to be in the nineties. Yeah, right. thank you. Yeah, I agree. And, Which is, that's the way it is. Right. It's, it's and true. so he, what he'll do is if there's a big, unless there's a huge game, now what he'll do is he'll wait till the third, fourth quarter because he goes in the second half they're trying a little bit harder, and especially towards the end of the third quarter, getting in the fourth. Like honestly. That it's eroded. We took the All Star game and we're we're slowly, unfortunately, transitioning into that into the regular season to the point that now we're only trying down the stretch. Now we're only really busting our hind end all game for playoffs. When you're getting paid to bust your hind end for 82 games, now I know it's a grind. So maybe you're not always mentally on the cusp like you ought to be. But it's just night in, night out of especially in the first half of just you know, playing pat a cake out there. And that's just, and that's an insult to me is my view in time because 
we, we can all relate to this. Come to this media school, and, and of course, Randy, you got a lot going on anyway. But come to this media school, we're all busy as hell, so my time is valuable. So I would like you to not insult that and, and show me a competitive basketball game because that's what, what you're getting paid more money than I'll likely ever see to do. Yeah. Mm. And, I, you know, again, All-Star Game, I get it. I understand that you take the lax there. I get that. But you got to have a balance to that, and I'm so glad to finally see that in the fourth quarter because the last several All-Star Games have been a joke. You know, I think Major League Baseball got it right about all-star games and how they made it count where the home team actually gets uh the uh the winning team gets home field advantage in the playoffs mm. i wholeheartedly agree I, I i like that idea and it actually and this is why in the all-star game in major league baseball they play and and the managers manage mm-hmm. you know like they do i mean it, they're showing us why they're all-stars yep. versus you know because it this actually means something yeah. You know, it'd be great if the NBA um, and the NFL, for that matter, could actually do something like that. Where, yeah. say, like in the NFC, AFC Pro Bowl, where they could say, oh, well, whoever wins, you know, they they get they get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, Whatever I, team represents them. I, I, I would love that because the bat, baseball does the right balance because mm-hmm. because the All-Star Game baseball is pretty lax. You have tons of players mic'd up, and they're laughing and joking – but then you see the seriousness start to kick in about the sixth, seventh inning of like, yeah. well, we are still playing for something here. Because the competitive juices still flow where everyone at the All-Star game is playing one goofball game of pickup after six drinks. Yeah. There's no real competitive flow to it. There's no real intensity to it. <laughs> and six so, drinks. And so I, so I was so glad to see in the fourth quarter, you know, hey, all right, let's play some basketball. I'm fine with some lacks in the All-Star game. I get it. Yep. It is the All-Star game during the All-Star break. But, man, I'm glad we finally got a balance because, to me, it's the best All-Star game I've seen since 01. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was is because the All-Star games before that was just awful to watch. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I would, like, follow it on my phone. I wouldn't even care to watch it. It'd be like, oh, well. So and so's got this many points. Ah, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then then on with my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those who didn't get to see it, Team LeBron defeated Team Giannis one fifty seven one fifty five on a free throw. On a free throw, uh, Team Giannis leaders: Giannis had twenty five, Kimba had twenty three, Joel Embiid had twenty two, and Rudy Gobert had twenty one. Hmm. For Team LeBron, Kawhi. For Team LeBron, Kawhi had thirty points. He was eight for fourteen to three. Hmm. Uh, after starting off like eight for nine, yeah, um, he was the MVP. Which, real quick, I love that they changed the MVP award to the Kobe Bryant MVP. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that was, was awesome perfect. to Deserving. see. Deserving, yes. Uh, Chris Paul had twenty three. He was seven eleven from three. LeBron had twenty three, and AD had twenty. I was um, happy to see Chris Paul play as well as he did. It's been yeah. a few years since he's been in the All Star game, and. Mm-hmm. You know, he was happy to be back, and he put on a show for it. That dunk was really nice. Yeah, His, that was know, sweet. Six, I was wait, what? Oh yeah, Chris he, Paul had a dunk. He not, I don't, not only all Chris Paul. I didn't, I didn't know he dunk. still could. Not right. only a uh, dunk. Yeah, and he's like thirty-four years old. Not only a dunk, it was an alley oop. Yeah. Oh wow! So he caught an alley oop and threw it down. Yeah. 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 And um, I mean, he you know, as Austin uh, Carr yeah. would say, he threw the hammer down. <laughs> exactly. Chris Paul. Chris Paul is. Really pleasantly surprised me this year. I wasn't sure what to expect when he was traded, when he was a part of the Westbrook trade to the Thunder. And, you know, the Thunder were basically, they became a small market team that nobody, you know, they were like, oh, Thunder are, are good. We're not going to see the Thunder in the playoffs anytime soon. But 
Chris Paul stepped in as that leader, you know. But that's just what he does. I mean, he's been like that. I mean, how many players can say that they've been the captain of Team USA as loaded as they were twice? I mean, that's just what he does. When you bring Chris Paul in, this is what you expect. But we right. always we you know heard those rumors about obviously though Harden we like you know him and Harden not getting along, but we don't know too much about that. And I'm just happy that the Thunder overall he's led the Thunder and they've done well. And I think overall they're they're in a good position right now. And I think Chris Paul's enjoying himself. In yeah, and that, you know what? And that team is a couple of pieces away. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah, I mean you know like solid. I I don't. Even, I wouldn't even say superstars. I would say more like just solid role players. Right, absolutely. They've got Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench. They've got Steven mm-hmm. Adams, good big man. Hate that they didn't keep him in his canter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for those that also that didn't see the game, they did a new format this year like we had, we, we, we've been touching base on. First three quarters are 12-minute quarters, and the winner of that quarter, uh, each team plays for a charity, which I didn't realize this until I, I like, was actually watching the game. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, when I first saw the new format, I was like, well, this is kind of dumb if they're just playing 12-minute right. quarters and then they reset the quarter. But they, they reset the score. the score. Yeah. They kept the total score. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the winner, the team that was the winner of each quarter, they both teams were playing for an organization. Uh, the winner, team winner of that quarter, $1,000, went to that organization that they were playing for. Mm. So I didn't realize that they were playing for a charity yeah. organization I, I, until I watched the game. And that was another thing. And, and that made me like the format even more. Then they played, I think, was a total of, like, two or 300000 Yeah. Yeah. That, I think, also, along with the whole fourth quarter, first to 157 uh, format, for the first three quarters, I think that motivated them as well to play harder because at the end of the day, these guys, the NBA, NBA players for the most part, they're they're good guys. They want to they wanna give back to the communities in any way they can. And You see the NBA Cares commercials. Yeah, NBA and Cares, and, you know, you see, you know, they got these two organizations together and – you know, Team Giannis picked his, Giannis picked his, LeBron picked his, and yeah, I think it just gave him a little motivation. Like, hey, let's let's play hard and hope that we can help out these kids who are less fortunate than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one thing that I, I love, especially over the last decade or so, is the NBA has really stepped up their overall community and just rolled outreach. And I mean, they they I mean they they kick hind in at that, and that proved that the you know I know it's a slogan now. But the NBA shows they truly do care. Yeah. They really do a good job of giving back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will I will say this. One of – this is going back to the game specifically in the fourth quarter. Uh, LeBron and Giannis, that, that uh, layup, that was, uh, that was a goaltend. But Shouldn't looked, have been. That looked clean to me. That is, I think they reversed it. They yeah, did. you're right. That's they did. Right. They did that reverse is, that, Yeah, that looked clean That's to me. Right. I was like, yeah, because – that's well, because what it was was that the ball wasn't headed down yeah. towards the towards the. Yeah, he, right. he had just got it just to where LeBron had laid it right but, up off of the glass, so yep. it wasn't going in the glass. It was, the, yeah. it was going, the perfect timing. Going mm-hmm. off to what we were all saying is that they were really like the you know LeBron was LeBron and Giannis were both you know getting into it like hey you know that this was a is block actually a game yeah and then you know the refs were really looking into it and making sure they got the right call and you know they reversed it whereas maybe a couple of years ago they would have just been like eh, it's the all-star game no big deal we'll but this it, we'll year they go. were like 
hey, this this matters, and it, it was nice mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. All right. Going off of just how competitive they were this year in the All-Star game. So with them changing it, I mean, with the coming with the years to come, I wouldn't mind if they kept this format. I wouldn't either. Yeah, it, 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 it was nice to see something a little different. That's well, that's how I am. It was, it was I always nice like, to see him play ball for yeah, a change. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That fourth, like game. like you guys were saying, that fourth quarter came around and it was just like a, a yeah. switch clicked and it's like, all right, this is this is. I, I like it, to see. Everything. I like to see him play for all four quarters. Though, yeah. like yeah. this. This is this is what you know. I'm waiting to see because, like I said, like we said, all star games have passed. You know, these were true competitors. Where yeah. they, yeah. you know, okay, so they saying, okay, we're the best in the NBA. Yeah, but are we really? Let's find out. Yeah, well, because that's supposed to be the concept of the All Star Games: is the best versus the best. Mm-hmm. Let's right. and, and let's see. Let's prove it. Yeah, bring what brought you, and let's go. Right, that's what it should be. But instead, it's just, hey man, how you doing? How's the kids? Yeah. How's the fam? And that's fine. But the All Star Game is sold as guess what? The best are going to face the best. And we're going to see who who really got it. Who's right. really and got it, it. And, and well, nowadays it's not. It doesn't seem like it's a, a competitive nature. It doesn't at all anymore because people are wanting to team up with friends and everything else. You know, it's we had see the NBA back then was way more balanced because we had one or two great players on each team versus having like a whole starting lineup. Yeah. That's just blowing away the competition. I mean, it's kind of like, I personally, I don't want to see it. I mean, I know it happens, but I mean, it's just everyone's oh. got their opinion, right? Well, back in MJ's day, that 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 core group of players, that that era, was too competitive to be teaming up with exactly, yes. exactly. It, now it's now it's we're all and yes, we're always all chasing the championships, yeah. but now it's like. I'd I'd sell my own grandmama down the river to win a championship. Right. Where where I mean, can you can you imagine Michael Jordan and Barkley teaming up? No, yeah, Barkley. No. Yeah, you look at Charles we Barkley. We did see uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and them and Charles Barkley team up though. That was a uh, Twilight Charles Barkley. He was that's past true. His prime. Yeah, but, he, like he needed that. He he yeah. really needed that help. Yeah, Charles Barkley and. Uh, Charles Barkley and Carl uh, Malone, some of the greatest players to ever play the game, but people will give them criticism because they don't have a ring. But back then, it's like, you know, if Carl Carl Malone wouldn't dare ever go to MJ and say, hey, can I join the Bulls? But he did with Kobe Bryant. Just saying. True, he did. But, that was, but again, that was uh, later, uh, again, was right? They they were they were waiting. To, yeah. they were wanting to win a championship. Yeah, that's but, really. But the again, that was. that was a very past just sell by date. Carl Malone. I mean, Carl Malone was was. I mean, not <laughs> expiration yeah. date. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he was. He was. He yeah, was. He was. He was. He was. He was, he was Kobe. Pat- Kobe was like his younger brother. MJ mm. was his arch nemesis. So I I just. Again, it, it, it's how times have changed. Right. You know, because I get why it's happened. Because honestly, what it is, is is kind of monkey see, monkey do syndrome. As far mm-hmm. as like, well, every, everyone has teamed up and done all this, and I ain't got no choice. Mm-hmm. You, you know, or you're going to get stuck like Kevin Love in Minnesota or Kevin Love in Cleveland. So you, you have to go and do those things. now. And you saw that with... Anthony Davis. Where nobody in the '90s had the gall to go, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and do this, because you'd have been said, "What are you doing?" Where now it's just, frankly, from what I remember, maybe now, Randy, you've been watching a lot more basketball in your lifetime than I have. What I remember that started this was Boston's big three. That's what started this big trend, and since, since uh, I can go back before that. Do tell. Um, 
1994, Phoenix Suns. You had Kevin Johnson, KJ in his prime, Mm -hmm. Charles Barkley, Dan Marley. Of course, you had those guys Mm -hmm. all on that team. Then they added Danny Ainge, uh, Penny Hardaway, and Jason Kidd. But and wound what, up getting swept in the quarterfinals. But what made it a trend was was I think was I think Boston's big three linking up and winning a championship. Yeah. It did. It has happened, especially in but, like the 2000s. But I'm saying right. it it became the it became the hottest thing to do in the NBA is just like now it's become duos. It used to be a big three. Now it's duos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody just copycats one another. It's like would you, if you all jumped off a bridge, would you do it? Personally, because, I'd like to see more trades get blocked. Where that happens and the talent is spread out amongst the league. I wholeheartedly agree. I, w- I wish, and I don't know if we'll ever see this, I-, I guess we probably will someday in our lifetime, but I wish it would get back to you had one player and then a one one star player and a Scottie Pippen. If like I mm-hmm. I want a more overall balanced talent pool. Right. Scottie. In the NBA. Yeah, that and that way, you know, that way playoff time is interesting because if you notice, like uh You'll see between spots six and seven of each conference, there is a dramatic drop in yeah. records. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like, okay, so we have these teams here that have talent. Well, minus Utah, because Utah doesn't have a superstar. Say, Donovan Mitchell's one in the making. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Not and Rudy, Rudy Gobert is probably at his peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a star, not a superstar. Right. He's a star. But then, and they remind me of one of those dark horse teams like uh, Toronto last year. I like or the Jazz. Or, or uh, uh, Detroit's big four of uh, Rasheed Wallace, uh, Chauncey Billups, you know, but they play defense. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. I think this Utah team reminds me so much They're... of that team. And they have great team chemistry, I feel. They they get along well. Joe Ingles, with the addition of Mike Conley and Boban Bogdanovich, he went from mm-hmm. number two scoring option last year to basically number four. Hasn't hasn't complained or said a word about it. He hasn't even started every game. For a while he was coming off the bench, but he was he was doing his he was doing his part, learning his role, and the Jazz are doing well. And well, I, the uh, great teams accept. Their role, no matter you know, no matter what it is. And they have I mean, a great coach in Quinn Snyder. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's underrated for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Quinn Snyder's an underrated coach. Um, if you look at them, if you watch some of their games, you look at them when let's just say they they usually play uh, they usually play the three two zone, and that's usually leaving uh, leaving somebody open in the corners to shoot the three and daring them to shoot it, but. Their rotations are so crisp and so clear that even they're challenging those shots. They're getting hands in the face and they're, you know, they're rotating. I mean, they're not rotating early. You can tell that they're just rotating like it's just crisp. And that's one of the things, those little things is what makes teams great. And I think, you know, I think we're really overlooking Utah. Yeah, absolutely. I I'd love to see them make a run in the playoffs. I, I think they will. Mm-hmm. They, they're going they're going to shock they're going to shock the the first uh, the first round of the playoffs. They're going to shock a lot of people. Let's let's hear how far will how far will the Jazz make this year? What's your prediction? Ooh, um, putting you on the spot. All right. I think they're going to take it to Game Six of the quarterfinals. 
before they actually run out of steam. Mm-hmm. I can't see them, you know, because the talent with uh, uh, L.A., uh, both L.A.'s, Clippers and the uh, Clippers and the Lakers is just a little too overwhelming yeah. for anybody really to you know deal with, especially if you don't have any offensive firepower. Now, yeah. if they find some, then I could see them. I can see them. Actually, I could see them actually winning the West. I'd love to see a first round fourth versus fifth matchup of the Nuggets and the Jazz. Mm. That would be a good match i think the, the, yeah but I, I think in the end in the end the the ja- or not the jazz i'm sorry the in nuggets. the end the nuggets just do not have enough defense yeah to probably. actually you know and they're not going to know what to do with the defense that utah utah is defensively yeah. sound gobert's mm-hmm. one of the great uh, gobert's a he he's just defender. right he, around the rim forget it like we were yeah. talking about last week, Utah is one of the teams in the league that is actually plays as a team mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Yep. Yes, they do. All right, good stuff, good stuff. I love talking basketball. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun, isn't it? Yep. Shame we only have two hours. Yeah. Right. So we're going to go ahead and take one last quick break. We're going to come back, dive into the games get started back up tonight. Uh, Brooklyn and Philadelphia, and then Houston and Golden State, mm. and then some games of, of uh, that are going on this weekend that we'll take a look at. So, don't go anywhere. We got about twenty minutes left of the show. Uh, so, like I said, we'll take a quick break. The score on air. The new generation of sports talk. And welcome back. Ball Don't Lie, talking all things basketball, NBA. We've had some good talks. Uh, John Beeline stepping away or getting fired from the Cavs? Demoted. 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 I like that. Demoted because he's not gone, but he's not going to be the head coach. Right. Um, Real sign. Yeah. I wouldn't call it demoted because, I mean, it could be be higher in the front office. Uh, Kyrie Irving and Carl Anthony Towns getting injured. Looks mm-hmm. like they'll possibly be out for the rest of the season, uh, especially if Brooklyn drops out of the playoff race. They won't have much to play for, so don't want to mm-hmm. risk him. Talked about the All-Star weekend. Uh, Team USA defeated Team World. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. wins the dunk contest. Bam Adebayo wins the skills challenge, but he healed three-point winner. And Team LeBron defeats Team Giannis. So now let's talk about actual games. That are going on tonight. Games coming back on. Brooklyn Nets twenty five and twenty eight, and are going to Philadelphia, who's thirty four and twenty one. Of course, you know um, Philadelphia at home is pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. So, give me your guys' thoughts of who do you think will win this game? Philly, Philly, Philly will make a statement tonight. I feel. I feel they need to. I think Embiid played well on Sunday, and I think he has a lot to prove. And, you know, the Sixers right now, people are having their doubts about him. And I'm not saying that one game will make people's doubts completely go away, but I think the Sixers need to win by 20 to 25 points at least tonight and just really make a statement on their home court that they know they're good at. They they got the confidence, and they need to make a statement tonight. That's what I was going to say. They can make a statement at home. And with Kyrie Irving now not playing. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Rennie, who's going to win? Philly. Yeah. Loganity? I'm going to go upset Brooklyn. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking I'm about. A, I just think it's a, it's a perfect trap game. Hot take. 
That is a hot take. I just think it's a perfect trap game. Coming and, coming and, off the All-Star and, weekend. And before right. and before y'all think I'm nuts. Too late. Too late. Let us remember, young folks, let us hearken back to what ended up being the ball don't lie pilot a few weeks ago. And I said Houston was going to beat the Lakers that evening. You recall that? Yeah. Unfortunately. You recall that? <laughs> we'll see if you can go two for two. Let, we'll, oh, f- we'll find out. Uh, we'll, we'll be in that ball don't lie chat, won't yeah. we? Yep. Speaking mm. of uh, the Rockets, the 34-20 and 20 Houston Rockets are going to Golden State tonight, who are just 12-43. and 43. So I think we can all kind of see who's going to win this game. But – with Golden, they never know. Yeah, there with, is with, a guy. With, with Golden there State, there is. I mean, you know, with Golden State that. acquiring Andrew Wiggins, who has played, who has played some good games since mm-hmm. he joined three, the Warriors. Th- three or four games so far since being traded. Not doing too bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's a real difference maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't see it happening. Uh, for the Golden State Warriors tonight, right. they we just move on. Yeah, we just. I think. I think. Yeah, we all see. Uh, I think Warriors will make the upset tonight. You, you, oh, hey I mean yo. they are at home. Hey, yo, wait a minute now. I bet you a fago. Hot take. Hey, you'll bet me what? A fago. Gambling is legal now, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I bet you a fago. I say Warriors win by seven points tonight. Mm. At home, off the off. We'll say one one fifteen to one hundred eight. We'll say. Well, you all know I'm a Houston guy. Did they just? Did they just? Did they just sign Jesus Christ? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm wondering. It's seven, eight. They better hope they they better hope they only lose by seven. You guys, Uh, I believe I believe it's pronounced Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, but so. you know, I, but you know, I mean, you know, I got a lot of faith in Houston. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of faith in this current Houston, this this, this small ball version of Houston. Mm-hmm. In no way, no how, do I believe that Houston's going to lose tonight? I, I got, I got, I got the Rockets winning pretty handily. I, I got the Rockets winning by about ten to twelve, yeah. something like that. I'm right there with you. I said thirty. Yeah. Don't don't forget Christmas Day this past year. Mm-hmm. Warriors won. True. Very true. Don't forget. But, but they are now playing small ball. Yeah. Can can they can they keep up with this version with this this jack this jacked team. up moving and grooving version the too big for the quicks too quick for the big sort of thing. They got Lob City and H Town. Yeah. Yep. That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. We so, shall see. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow's games. Looking ahead to the weekend games. Denver, who's uh, at thirty-eight and seventeen, going against Chris Paul and the Thunder, mm. sitting at thirty-three and twenty-two. So that should be a good one. Where are they playing? Oh. At at OKC. Ooh. Uh, give me OKC. Okay. I'll take OKC too. I want it to be a good game, though. I I, I think it will be. Over. I'd love to see that game go to overtime, just because I like both those teams. I think they're very well evenly matched, and I um I think. Jokic and Steven Adams, even though Jokic is probably the more respected player, Steven Adams, he's my guy, and I like that matchup. And Chris Paul and Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray can be hot. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I um, I like both those teams. I'd love to see a good game from both teams tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Give me the thunder. Uh, yeah. Give me the thunder. I, look, just because I got so much love for Houston doesn't mean I don't have any love for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, look, everything Caleb just said I think, I think is factual. 
I'm going to go OKC in this one. Okay. Seth, you so. have to say Denver because we can't all say OKC. <laughs> well, I was well, going to say Hold on, let's test that theory. You know what happens on, uh, what is it, uh, game day, college game day, when all of them go for the same squad? Yeah. That team loses? Mm-hmm. All right. So I wonder, so I wonder. So do you want me to say OKC okay, or, do, no, or say, do you want me say to say, whatever, say, whatever, say whatever you want? Say whatever but you want. I'm just saying, it's, it's just kind of I'm sorry, Seth. Do not let me influence you. I was yeah. just yeah. making a joke. But I'm getting peer pressured over here, guys. No pressure. Who do you think will take tomorrow night's game between the Nuggets and the Thunder? I'm going with Denver. All right. right. They've just I like Gary Harris Jr. and Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic and they acquired Jeremy Grant. So I think they got a pretty interesting team. Um of course right before the All-Star break they played the Lakers and that was one of the best games I've seen all season so far. That was. So I like I like the Nuggets coming out of this one. Mm-hmm. Expect on the road. Uh, also on Friday the Grizzlies at the Lakers. Speaking of the Lakers, mm-hmm. the young Grizzlies, the newly acquired uh Justice Winslow, Justice Winslow, who's also young and talented. Young Ja Morant leading that team, it looks like, going against the powerhouse AD and LeBron in uh, L.A. In L.A.? Yep. Yeah. Traveling from Tennessee out to the West Coast. Lakers by 15. Okay. Lake show by 20. Okay. <sighs> give me Memphis. Oh. All right. Give me, give me Memphis. By eight. Okay, okay. I like uh, I, I like this young Memphis team, but they're just I don't think they're experienced enough. So I'm gonna say Lakers. But if you but hold on now, let let's let's keep take into account that there is some synergy now mm-hmm. on that Memphis squad. Mm-hmm. So I think they're developing developing their chemistry pretty pretty fast mm-hmm. and pretty well. They're, well, they're, it, well, it helps when you have people who want to be there. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So. I mean, yeah. This, I mean, I'm I'm gonna take Memphis okay. on that one. Okay. I I like Memphis as well. I like where they're going. I mm-hmm. love this young and talented team, and I I'd love to see them make the playoffs. I really I really would. I'd love for those guys to get some playoff experience this year, even though they most likely won't make past the first round. But I just think tonight, you know, coming together to play the Lakers, one of the elite teams in the league, at, on at Staples Center. I just don't see it happening. And I think they'll still play well tonight. It's just so, they're playing the Lakers. Yeah. So, I, I, you know what? I think they will be in the conversation two, the year, two years from now. Yeah. Two years. Two I mean, years from now. It, not even the playoffs. I'm talking about a really a good contender. Two yeah. years because from now. Because they, 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 now I think that they're either a young, another young talent or a draft pick away from actually being a powerhouse team. I mean, they're sitting at eighth right now in the Western Conference. Yeah, that's so. well. Yeah, so I mean, I they, so it, I mean, if they're sitting right there now, yeah, as you said, right, two years not, from they're now, they're not far away. Yeah. Good. Good. Wait, did you say Lakers? I think there's the experience of yeah. them, and everyone's coming off the All Star break, so everyone's rested yeah. in the mental in in the right state maybe, mentally. Maybe so, but there's a such thing as too much rest. Yeah, you gotta worry about that rest. Too, yeah, now. I mean, you see that in the NFL mm-hmm. at playoff times. Some people Those just don't. Weeks. Yeah, yep. some people do just, harm sometimes. Yeah, yep. I mean, you seen Lamar Jackson. Um, all right, Saturday, battle of the big men: Joel Embiid and the 76ers at. Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. Bucks. Bucks by 
I think the way that the Sixers are going to make a statement tonight 12. will be how the Bucks will make a statement against the uh, 76ers. Bucks by 23. Oh, wow. Logan, that's much. Uh, I got the Bucks. Uh, by the way, just so we're clear, just so we know, uh, Ben Simmons is out tonight. Is he? Yeah, lower mm. with a, due to lower back tightness. Uh, ben Simmons is out. So there's a little beat writer Loganity for you. All right. You so does that mean I'm Brooklyn, still, does nope, that mean Brooklyn I'm, pulls that one out? I'm still uh, I, I already said Brooklyn I'm Brooklyn still, go get the dub. I'm still keeping my thing. I think this will be even better, and Bede will really make a statement tonight without Ben Simmons. Okay. Okay. So Milwaukee, Milwaukee. 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 I'm going to go with Milwaukee. All right. All right. Yeah, there, it there it is. 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 I guess we'll see Saturday whether they win or they lose. I don't think I'll be able to watch that game live, but we'll definitely – because I'll be covering a game out at Pickerington, but Saturday? I will def – Yeah, it's a tournament. Oh. High, school, high school sports, we're going to go ca- catch some highlights of the playoff. Playoffs are starting this – or tournaments starting this yep. weekend. That's right. So – all right, but I will definitely, as soon as I can, I will definitely see highlights and be keeping up with that game as much as we can because oh, we, yeah. we got to test that theory. Mm-hmm. Going back to your Utah Jazz, they are playing at home against the Rockets on mm. Saturday. Mm-mm-mm. I already know what Logan's going to say, Houston. Mark it down. Houston <laughs> Rockets get the dub. Jazz by 12. Uh. Jazz by 17. Gobert is too much for those little guys. Mm-hmm. And gonna... they, they have nothing in the middle. Yeah, That's what I was going to say. I'll go with the Jazz because the Rockets don't have that big man. And when you have a big man like Gobert, how he's been – he's actually been playing really well this year. Oh, he's, um, he's incredible. Past couple but years Gobert, he's been playing but well. Gobert, that's my thing. As soon as, as soon as he actually started raising his level – as far as game as his game goes, he's been you know he knows that that's his thing defense, mm-hmm. and the, uh, over the years he just gets better and better at it. Gobert, right? and I think you know this is a you know people don't really a lot of people don't pay attention to like numbers of when a player's on the court versus when he's off the court. Gobert, I think, is one of the players, one of the most, one of the biggest players in that sense in the league where. The difference of when he's on the floor versus when he's off the floor is huge in Utah. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's. It's. He is a game changer, even when he's not getting points or block sh- blocking shots. Their, their, their bench is not deep enough, too. No, I meant to say that. Uh, that's why I don't think they'll make. A, you know, I'm hoping to see a nice playoff run, but they 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 have to. They need a bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it right now with Mike Conley not playing. You have who? Royce O'Neal playing in the starting position and he's mm-hmm. he's decent but you know man I'd like to see Malcolm Brogdon with them. Yeah. Mm, that could be a that could be good, but he's he's doing well right now and with the Pacers. Yeah. yeah. Allow me to drop a little Loganity on y'all. It's not gonna matter. It's and not going to matter. He, go. Houston gets the W. Why everyone sleeps on the Russell Westbrook, James Harden combo, I'm not sure. But they're simply going to be too fast for most of these teams. And I know I hear Cody Larson going, but over well, they seven games. don't have to games. be fast. Well, they don't have to be. The defense don't have to be fast if they're too busy pulling up shooting three-pointers. It's going. I'm telling you, people, y'all going to be stunned. Y'all going to be stunned. Either that or I'm going to be looking like a fool. Either way. 
but I'll be doggone if, if I was you're, right. You'll say. If you're if if you if you're wrong, I am personally sending an email to Shaq to have you on next week's edition of Shaq and a Fool. All right, please do. I I I, I could use the exposure. I think we can all give it to you. Shout us out too. We all need the exposure. But I'll tell you what, y'all. If I'm if I'm right about these rockets, y'all gonna. If I'm right about the Rockets, will we come the end of the year, come the end of playoffs, will you at least all bring me back on and give him a do? All right. Perhaps. Can, can we agree to because that? Because, as I've said before on the show, Rockets' year was 17-18. If they were going to make the finals and win it all, it was that year. Yep. And they didn't. So, that's that. They're, all, they're a good team. But and they still had Clint Capella. Yes, they had Clint Capella. James Harden was... Playing incredible. Chris Paul was. They had Trevor Ariza, who was a good one-on-one defender, and that was their year. That was that was their year. Games that they shouldn't have won, they they found a way to win, and that was their year. That's but true. They didn't make it, and you know, like I said, last two years they've been good. But oh man, that's I would, I, you know, I would, I, I, I would said. love to see this team being coached by Rudy Tomjanovich. Mm. I would, oh my! I would love that, because th- this is the thing. They're just, they're just. It seems to me like Houston is just shooting the ball. Yeah, they're not. You That's know, the it's no. Uh huh. That's the name of the game. Well, sure it is. Except you know, there's you know, there's all more. There's. It's not basketball. Anybody can go out here and have a shoot around. Mm-hmm. My 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 final thought on all this is is who leads the league in scoring? Who leads the league in points per game? Well, when you put up a thousand threes, you're supposed to. What does but, that say about their defense, but, though? Right, they but should the, be first I mean, in the league if that's the case. I guess we'll see what the final outcome well, is that on we Saturday. Will. We yeah. shall. And just give me your quick who's going to win Sunday because we are running out of time. Unfortunately, I wish we could just talk about this all day. All right. Uh, Sunday battle of the classic uh, rivalry. Boston is traveling to L.A. Lakers. Mm-hmm. Who do you got winning that one? I got the green. Okay. okay. Lakers. Lakers? I'll go with Boston in double overtime. Mm-hmm. Mm. This Again. is this is a tough one for me. Um as much as I love LeBron, I think the I think Boston's gonna pull this one out. Celtics by nine points, I'll say. Okay. Mm. And rounding it out, Indiana, who's having kind of a quiet year actually, but still doing Good. well, yeah. is traveling to Toronto. Who Toronto. Just came, who just came off their 15-game win streak. Toronto. Rap, the Raptors. Raptors? I'm going to go Indiana. Raptors by 10. I'm going to go Indiana with you as oh. well. Good man. All right. So we are at the end of our show now. I am your sit-in producer for the show, host, Cody. Come back ASAP. Oh, he'll be <laughs> out. out. <laughs> I would just like to make a quick shout-out to Seth. He absolutely killed it in his first time as hosting Ball Don't Lie. And... Just shout out to Seth. Beautiful. But I will look forward to you sitting alongside me next week. Yeah. On the outside, I'm calm and cool, but my mind is going crazy right now. No. (laughs) Uh, Rennie, Caleb, and special guest for the day, Loganity, thank you all for joining in. Logan, thank you again for joining in in the show. We always love having you and hearing Mm -hmm. your Loganity talk. Oh, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Can't wait to see Cody back here. That way y'all don't have to tolerate all this. (laughs) Oh, man. And thank you all for tuning in in today's show. Don't forget, next week, same day, same time, we will be here. Ball don't lie, 4 to 6. Thank you all.